This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, here we go. Hello everyone, back to part two. Um, hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> why do you why do you say it like that as if you you just because you, I can't see you guys, so I feel like I need to remind you that you know I'm here. Well, I know I feel bad because I got you confused with a producer earlier on. I I, 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 I still haven't forgotten, to. Laura. I don't know who so. I'm talking to. <laughs> it made me so happy. That's why I left the pause when you said Francis has got a cat, and I knew it was producer Pete. I just didn't say anything. <laughs> And I, I love also the shock. Like, why, why, Francis, are you so upset that you might have a cat? Yeah. You were well, like, I, know, I, do I, not, I do not have a cat. Imagine if we convinced you you had a cat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, these interesting times, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But I still can't get over the fact that when you were watching this, the, the Tiger King, the only thing you got from it is how heavy a head is. <laughs> it's bizarre. Well, you know how you sometimes you just think, oh, you know, you get a little thought in your head and you're, you know, you want to investigate. So you go on Google and then uh, you go on Google, yeah, that tells you. That tells and you, you Google how, how you, heavy... I love that. How you investigate, you go yeah. on Google. <laughs> yeah. How heavy is a human head? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Laura, can I ask you a question, right? You have, uh, you've interviewed, I mean, numerous different people throughout mm-hmm. your career. Um, have you ever had an interview which has been a bit of a shocker, which has gone badly, that you've had to kind of, something's happened? Has, has it, have you always managed to push your way through and it's never been that bad? Uh, I... I think I'm probably looking that when you interview people, um, normally it's for a promo, so they kind of want to get the promotions. But if you're on MTV or BBC, or whatever you're doing, um, so they're normally a little bit nicer to you. Uh, you'd yeah. hope. You'd hope. Uh, I always find it really interesting. Um, people I interview who I always get on well with, and then the runner or whoever behind the scenes tells me that they were an absolute prick. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's oh, interesting. Because, yeah. you know, it's like they're going to be nice to me because there's a camera rolling. So mostly people have actually been 
Lovely. There've been things that have happened during it, like once I remember interviewing a band and all the lights blew in the in the, in the studio or in pitch black. Um, and then another time, I remember actually, it was it was kind of a brilliant interview, uh, even though it didn't go the right way. But I was interviewing Marilyn Manson uh, years ago. And yeah, he, nice guy. A character, I would say okay. a character. Good way of putting it. Um, and it was, I remember afterwards, I thought I was, I was in early stages of my career and I was like, oh shit, like that's like, that, like they're going to hate that. But my producer was like, actually, we could put that out whole without editing any of it because it was, it was so off the wall. We just went, like he went, just went another way. And the thing is, you just go with it. So you can probably like you guys, this podcast, you can kind of have questions in your head, but you never know which way it's going to go. You never know what mood someone's going to be in. I've also... I um, used to do all the live stuff at the Brits uh, and the red carpet show would be fine. But when you do the backstage stuff during the show and after the show, I mean, everyone's completely hammered or more. So you can imagine trying to do live television when you're getting guests to come in. uh, Yeah, but I feel feel like I'm not coming, but I feel like that, you know, live, that kind of that excitement and that amazing kind of live TV like you did when you hosted the Brits live. I feel like that kind of is slightly died out now i, don't I know think we, ha- we, we all have to because we get told off if you do anything wrong like i remember interviewing mumford and sons and one of the guys and he's so nice but he was so hammered he just fell off the seat um, <laughs> and we're like where's he gone but i think people love seeing that but yeah yeah now everyone likes to complain about stuff so now you'd probably get a complaint saying you shouldn't have people that drunk on television and so forth so yeah maybe we've become a little bit too pc maybe maybe also yeah people are worried that in in the live setting they might say something which will get them cancelled you know, all yeah. the, the Twitter yeah. mob will attack them. And you I, know. Think, I think when I first started my career, you didn't really see what people were saying online. So you wouldn't be looking at Twitter. So people at home might be saying, oh, that person's too drunk or whatever. But, they, you know, they were, you didn't see those comments when now a lot of mm. producers and network bosses are seeing that. So they're they're a lot more cautious. Responding you, to the to the Yeah. You know, the, the, that, that is a really, that's a really big thing because social media has changed the way we look at things, the way we behave, the way we do lots of different things because everything's so public now and people mm-hmm. respond in so many different ways. How do you respond to social media? Because I'm sure you've had lots of positives. I'm sure at some points you've probably had some negatives like all of us. Do you respond well to it or do you, how do you, how do you work with it? Again, it's that balance. Um, I was saying, like, w- create what you what you see. Uh, you can kind of, you're in control. We have to remember that sometimes you feel like you're drowning in this uh, world of negativity and um, comparing yourself online. And, and you have to remember that you are in control of what you see and what you do. You can't control other people. We're never going to be able to control other people. There's always going to be dickheads who say things. And you can try and talk to them. A lot of people online as well. Um, they just want a reaction. And I remember once seeing a really negative comment to me and I clicked on that person's profile and they, they'd literally just said it to everybody. And I kind of made, oh, me, yeah. made me feel a yeah. little bit better. Made, yeah, made you feel better, didn't it? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's not just me. They just hate everybody. Um, uh, so it's kind of learning what... Yeah, and I, and I used to always... I don't really like ranting online or having a go at people, but I remember doing this podcast... Um, it's a podcast called An Irishman Abroad, and I was on with a, a great comedian um, who wrote Game Face. If anyone hasn't seen Game Faces on Channel 4, it's great, but Roshan Connolly. And we're talking about how you react to trolls online. And I said, well, I don't really like to to react too much because I feel like they're looking for a response. And she just said, some days I just tell them to fuck off. And I went, actually... That's quite a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I should do that sometimes. Well, yeah, Jamie, think... don't you have that? You've got that anonymous account that you use to troll people on Twitter, <laughs> what, right? What? I just go and troll everyone. No, yeah. I never troll. I'm too sensitive. I wouldn't troll anyone. Oh, but I well. think 
no, but I think I think you I think you're totally right in that because I I think at the beginning I I cared so much about what people said. I I've said this story story before, but I remember that whenever the first time I was ever in the in the Daily Mail, I decided to go and read all the comments below and it was one of the worst oh my god it was so i must be like 22 at the time it was the most hurtful thing because i couldn't believe people were saying all these things about me calling me bald calling me a dwarf i was like oh my god this is horrendous but you as the years go on you kind of get thicker skin you ever want to if you ever want to feel though if you ever like not that you should look at those comments now and i think we learn not to but um i also don't think there should be a space because i do think certain online publications allow a space for that and they encourage people to leave those type of comments um but i remember once someone saying if you ever want to feel a bit better about yourself if you read those comments read the comments for the article above you and below you and then yeah you'll well that's the thing because they, a lot of these journalists get paid a comment bonus for so for every comment they get they get an extra bonus yeah so they probably just have all their friends on it and it's so also that, a certain type of yeah. person who has the time to be leaving those comments yeah well all of us now in in lockdown <laughs> yeah 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 i can't i can't wait i can't wait until you see the next article come out of you laura and france is just trolling you <laughs> i hate cats yeah, I, yeah. how cat dare you presume my pets <laughs> Uh, I don't uh, know who I'm talking to. I could be doing any podcast right now. <laughs> hey, look. Also, uh, you're you're dating one of my favourite people uh, in the entire world, Ian Sterling, who's also been on the podcast. Friend of well. the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Friend of mine. He's just great every single way. Uh, he is a comedian. Uh, do you ever worry that? Um, he's going to ever use anything for his stand-up or ever uh, do anything about your relationship? Because that's what comedians do. I think if I date a comedian, I'd always worry about that. Do you ever worry about that kind of stuff? Every single day of my life. <laughs> you do? You do? Um, I, I, and I joke, like, I years ago, one of my first boyfriends was um, a musician, so I'd have love songs written about me. Uh, now <laughs> I get stand-up. <laughs> you had love songs written about you yeah and now i get stand of how times have changed when we first started going out i think there was like a rule for and because we were quite private about it and we were only together about a year or so and we're together about three years now but um i think i've I've noticed a little bit slipping in thankfully i come across quite well like there's one story and actually i can see now things that happen in our everyday life i can see Ian's brain ticking away being like oh this is actual this is this is good this is good content we were away on holidays last year Uh, my friend was getting married in Florida and uh, we were staying in a hotel when we came out of the hotel we ordered an uber and Ian opened the car door and I jumped into the car um, and then he closed the door and the uber driver drove off because I thought that Ian worked there (laughs) (laughs) no and I I was like stop the car and he's like oh sorry sorry and he's like running up after us and he was mortified but i could see in his head he was like oh this is this is great content for my show yeah because the, the uber driver couldn't believe that ian was with you that is- <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's what i like to say i also and also like ian did not do that when we started going out he was making an effort to be more gentlemanlike and he's like well that's what i get for trying to do that or may- maybe the uber driver is just trying to emasculate him yeah, just psych him out. Yeah, he's those, he's that person who comments on the Daily Mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe uh, you know. Also, Laura, and, and and it's it's it would we sort of um, I suppose got to just mention it is that you know you you um, 
at the beginning of the year did present all of Love Island and things like that. And and how was that for you? You know, going back to that pressure thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. W- um, was was that because you did honestly? And this is not me just trying to sugar. You did such a wonderful job, and I said that to you when I saw you at the Brits. It, you really did because it's a hard sort of place to jump into. Um, was it was it was it hard for you to do something like that, or was it exciting? What was it? What emotions did you feel? It's strange because. Um, it's a great show that I'm a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this, the circumstances of getting offered that job um, were tough because they're, they're, they're not how you want to get a job. Um, and and I think I had a lot of things that I needed to sort out before I decided to take the job um, between talking to, to Caroline um, because it's a show that she had worked so hard on for many years and that she loved doing. Um, Ian, uh, we, we always tried to kind of do have our own separate lives so coming on to a show like that that he's you know such you know, he's like the heart of the show and such a big part that um I kind of had to talk to him as well so there's lots of things I had to figure out also when you do a show like that and like I've worked on big shows before um stuff like I'm a celebrity and being on Strictly and and lots of different things where as soon as you do a show like that you're putting yourself up for all sorts um mm. and I I quite enjoyed that when when I I worked on I'm a Celebrity and Strictly that I went and did a play for six months that and I really kind of honed a different type of skill set and mm. and took myself out of a certain a certain type of press um I I always remember when I did Strictly um that as soon as you do that show people kind of think they can speak about you in any way and I remember having loads of paps outside my door and these guys used to follow me all the time and uh, I remember intense, I actually, I actually called intense. police once because there were so many outside and I, I just felt and I was at home by myself because um, my housemate was away and I just I felt I actually almost had like a panic attack because I just felt I couldn't leave my house and I get it if people take pictures of you when you're at workplace and I just was embarrassed because I my next door neighbor is an elderly woman so we share the same door when I was living in the apartment and and I just when she's going for a shopping why should she have all these men outside so I remember calling the police and and um and not to waste the police service but I, I just was like I don't know what to do can you make them move on or can you get them just to leave me alone also one of them was parked in a disabled car parking space so I was like I'll get him for that uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got him for that one but I um, but it, but I remember they said that the police even said there's nothing we can do and um I remember one of the paps said because the, the police officer related to me said the, um, the pap, paparazzi guy was like well she, she's doing a show like this this is part of it and this is what she has to like you're doing a show like this this is what you have to do and put up with and I remember thinking shit if I'm going to do a show like Love Island which is a great show to watch and I love it but if I'm going to be associated with hosting it and the hosting it is a breeze because I love live television I think I'm good at it I've been doing it for years and I and I love the crew and I love everyone I work with but do I want to put myself up for all the other stuff that I'm going to have to to deal with Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. See, see, that's that's interesting because I, I would say I, I I would find that incredibly intimidating going and doing a live because you know Love Island gets so many views and doing that completely yeah. live that that is an unbelievable skill. Must you be a rush. You find, you find that a breeze. How do you find that as such an easy breeze? Oh, I love I mean, it because it's the same as this. It's like a chat and um, I the live like the After Sun show um, which I do on a Monday night with guests and I I love that because it's live and it's it's much more my personality. The live final. Um, I enjoyed doing it was difficult because it was a really tough week for me but the other stuff when you go into the villa I found hard because my natural personality is to have chats with everyone and I'd go in I'd go in knowing I don't know if you watched this series but I'd go in knowing the results of Casa more, but not have not yeah. been able to reveal that to them so I'd see Shauna all smiley going oh you poor girl <laughs> and she like and I, like, I know that Callum is going to walk in with Molly now and I can't show that I can't show that emotion so I almost for that bit I always had to kind of use acting skills to, to play a different character <laughs> because Laura I would if it was me I'd be like pick someone run like I wouldn't tell her that run run, run. I can't do that and I that was that was it was nice to learn a new skill but that was different that was something I had to get my head around but it's so funny you say that about Strictly, which is for, for me, I when I did Strictly, and even though I, I was out very quickly, at the beginning when you have to do so the walk down the stairs and be presented and find your partner, different things, it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done for some reason. So I cannot imagine, I didn't even get to the stage of actually dancing. For you, when you did your dancing, how terrifying was that for you? Was that just out of this world <laughs> scary? Because you're doing something, I mean, that a skill that you have, you just learned in a week or whatever yeah I the dancing was the easiest part of that show if I'm honest I love the dancing but I didn't like all the stuff that came with it and I yeah. love the the first day I don't know if you got to do the Roehampton day when they get everyone together and you learn a dance a group routine yeah um, yeah I did that I love that that's that's the best thing you can do so you've actually done fine because <laughs> that's the oh best yeah day. so that, that, that's the best day of everything so okay, that's perfect. the best day because it's like Oh, it's a crack. You get to meet everybody. I've made friends for life. Ori Aduba is one of my really close friends. He, um, even though he's the one who knocked me out in the dance off, but he went on to win the show. And uh, like, I made friends for life on that show. What I didn't like was the them being removed from everyone and having to spend like basically twelve hours a day with this one person, and then all the press and all the paps, and and then it didn't become about the dancing. And and for me, I've always been lucky because I've always been on the other side of it because I'm interviewing people and. I've kind of escaped that and then suddenly you have things people saying things which aren't true things when you'd say something and then it was twisted and and then also I didn't really I just wanted to dance and I didn't want to play the game of doing red carpets with your dance partner and stuff like that that a lot of people thought you should be doing I didn't want to do that um I just wanted to learn how to dance 
I totally get what that's you mean. That's why you did it as well, Jamie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's... It wasn't the red carpet. Impreg- <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted to impregnate everybody, isn't that what you said? I was, yeah, I did say that's what impregnate everyone. He, he, was, he, he, he liked the idea of this strictly curse. <laughs> Get some a- yeah. action. I, I did it because I purely just wanted to dance. That's why I, that's why I wanted to do it. Do you, know what's do, really, do you know what's really sweet? Because when, when you do strictly, like you, you learn how to dance with someone else, you can't really do those routines by yourself. But uh, for our anniversary last year, Ian got us dance lessons. So no. he's learning. He's learning. No. And I, I, I actually had a really bad injury on Strictly with my leg because I actually couldn't do, I got pulled from doing a week of the show because um, mm-hmm. I had a really bad injury where I had to get like a cortisone injection so I could continue the following week. I, but, that's um, what I had in my foot. Exactly. Oh, same, right. it is. I, I've, you know, I've broken limbs in the past when I was a kid and stuff like that. The worst pain I ever had because I also, you kind of think when you're rehearsing and you're dancing, you, you kind of think, oh, I'm going to have aches and pains anyway. So I didn't realize I'd actually damaged a tendon. So I just kept dancing uh. through the pain. And then I remember going into the doctors and they went, when did this happen? And I was like, oh, it hurt on Monday. And they're like, well, this is Friday. Why have you been dancing all week on it? I thought I was yeah. pushing through the pain. Um, but uh, I, I, I never got to do the jive. And that was a dance that I'd learned the routine of. And oh, no. so, so Ian has got his lessons to learn the jive. That is just the fun. So wait, is Ian a bit of a romantic when it comes down to it? It took time. They say you can't change a man. I disagree. Because <laughs> you did, you did mention that. Because because Ian likes gaming, doesn't he? He likes gaming uh, a little bit. I mean, so he how... lives and breeds it. I'm I'm dating a 13 year old. <laughs> so how much? How uh, do you get time when you have to draw him away from the gaming box and you say, right, this is enough is enough. You have to just you have to talk to me now. Yeah, although it's kind of come in handy because a kind of, it's like it's like a free uh, babysitting or a boyfriend sitting uh, <laughs> device because like now we're doing this podcast, I put him in the room next door playing computer games. So I'm like, there what you games, are. What games is he playing? He's oh, so I should know all this, but this is something big's happened this week. Ian is on FIFA, like they've they've they, he's like on it that you can go in and you can something see big has happened yeah. this week. I love that. <laughs> well, he made a big deal of it, like he screamed the house down and he was like freaking out. And yeah, so if you click into FIFA, you can see his team. I think it's a big deal. I don't really, really get it. yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he what does he play? Does he play Call of Duty? Yeah, he plays that too. I don't like that one, I feel that's a bit aggressive. It's so aggressive. It's just going around with a gun. I mean, it's the most aggressive thing that you can play. There's, e- um, there's even a there's even a game on it called Infected, where you have to go around and not get infected. Stop it! Everyone's sneezing and coughing on each yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, Francis. It's now time to the answer of the question of the week. Okay. Ah, so do you remember what your answers were? Yeah, yes. I think I said the, the weight of my dog. So the best James said 12 dog. kilos. Okay. You're probably right. Your head probably that, is. The, the, uh, the answer is actually four and a half to five kilos is the average oh! rate. So the weight of oh! my dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just slightly heavier than your dog. Yeah, although I my just... dog's been eating a lot, so I think he's a bit heavier than normal. So, how, just... uh, for, so for a bonus question, can you, ha- can you guess how much your dog's head weighs? <laughs> Why would she know? But how do you know well, what, what weight my dog's head is? Yeah. I don't. I, I was just <laughs> saying if you'd, you'd give me an idea. For, for a bonus for a bonus mark of a, of a question you don't know the answer to. You don't know the answer. I don't even know. How do I, how would I even weigh his head? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you just sort of propor- like make a, divide his body up into. His, <laughs> Are you just saying, you say you have to cut up the dog. And oh, no, no, I'm just trying to think how you would go about if you if you knew how much a dog weighed, how you would go about working out how much its head weighs. I don't know. Uh, 
I don't want to think about it. I feel like I no. watched too much Tiger King of where bodies probably were chopped up. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. Fair enough. That is too funny. Also, I love the way that you described it. Um, that you said that uh, it, it, the dog is about as the size of my boyfriend's head. So I'm assuming <laughs> it's going to be that much. Yeah. Uh, right, Francis, um, it is now time. Do you have your diary? Uh, well, that sounds like you don't have your diary. Well, listen, we, di- listen, uh, we, we ran over two a little day, bit. Two, in- two days in a row. Francis, we ran over a little bit in the first half and I read some things from Instagram so we couldn't have time for it. But leaves us more time for your diary. Uh, well, right, well, I'll read my diary, seeing as okay, you don't thanks. have yours. <laughs> okay, right, right. It's Francis' diary. Okay. My, uh, my diary's a bit melancholic, if that's all right with you. Okay, perfect. Well, we, we can't change it, can we? So here we go. Yeah. All right. Wednesday, day 14 of self-isolation. <laughs> Life in the time of COVID-19. It has been such glorious weather these past few days, as if God was saying, hey, everyone, look outside. The world is still beautiful. These are very sad times and they will indeed get sadder, but at least we are reminded that the sun still has the capacity to shine and we all still have a sense of humour. Humor. Why are you trying to bum everyone out? What's the point? I'm not, not bumming everyone out. I'm just saying <laughs> we all have a sense of humour. <clears throat> I've been finding it a bit difficult to sleep recently. <laughs> God, this is actually quite. A, this, is a, this is actually quite a. Uh, I was just about to say I've really enjoyed this because I, I really need to be uplifted, and now I'm just coming yeah. away. But also, really but also, Laura, th- this is. I think you know our diaries are meant to be fun. This is actually Francis's diary. I think he's written it. I think he's actually oh, written. Yeah, this, this is actually really this is actually my diary. But okay, all right, I'll, I'll jump ahead to the bit. The, the bit that's the, no. I, know, w- I want I'm, to hear why you're not sleeping. I'm, I'm uh, I've been lying. It's not funny though. Uh, I've been lying, lying awake thinking about all the people who are going to go bankrupt. Oh no! <laughs> because of this disaster, yeah. and how much I miss doing jujitsu. <laughs> it was driving me crazy, so I bought some mats for the kitchen, and I've been teaching Zoe jiu-jitsu. I made it like a matted area for jiu-jitsu yoga. Oh, please do an Instagram uh, live. I would love to watch it and go do along do with you. Oh, do you want to do that? All right, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. All right, okay. No, and no, then... no, no, you do not. Please do not even oh, then... say that to him. Yeah, yeah, I can teach you. You can, you can do some with Ian. You yeah. Get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and All that right. cat you don't have. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I figured the best, the best case scenario... Sh- oh, wait. I figure the best. I don't know why I've written this so funnily. Okay, I figure the the, <laughs> be, the the best case scenario. I can use her as a jujitsu doll. But the worst case scenario is she kicks my ass. That was what you can use your girlfriend as a jujitsu doll. <laughs> yeah, just to practice. But I've been teaching her the sort of fundamentals. She's she's a fast learner. <laughs> it's like you are treating your girlfriend like a cat. It's bizarre. <laughs> Um, hey, Laura, listen, we've taken up far too much of your time. Oh, I've got already. lots of time, guys. Don't even worry about it. Well, I just yeah, let's do this again later this afternoon. You've <laughs> <laughs> got a five-hour podcast, anyone? Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're going to do it. Hey, Laura, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Honestly, um, you know, you're, you're, you're such a dream. You're so kind. Um, and not only that, you're just hugely talented in everything you do. So thank you so, oh, so much you. for coming. No, it's totally true. Thank you so much. Um, also, what we'd like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. So from me? Your, yeah, from you. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I nodded my head, but I realised you were in the room. 
How, how do I follow Francis's uh, diary? I don't, please make it uplifting. That's what we want. Right. Okay. Um, I feel like this is the bit where uh, Jerry Springer it and I say, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so this is what I'm going to say. I actually can't think of anything to say now. I've lost it. Yeah. I've lost the plot. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no. Did, I, did I say everything you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally said everything I was going to say. I stole all the best bits. Say, yeah, all of it. Well, you got um, I just think, I, I, you know I'm a huge podcast lover. And, um, and I think there's so many stories out there. And I think with this time, I know it's tough. And I know sometimes we're not in the places we want to be. And I, we're not in the, with the people that we want to be. Um, but you got to use it as an opportunity to just... Be still for a bit, be present, be appreciative, see the good times as well as the bad and stay positive. And if you haven't watched it, watch Tiger King. <laughs> there we go, That's Laura Whitmore. Thank you so much. Laura Whitmore. Hey. We'll see you later. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.